Good morning. We interrupt your regular thinker stinker time with an urgent emergency banter alert from a tale of two rivals. I'm one of your hosts, the gut guy, Todd at FF Banterman Foster, joined by the numbers nerd. Uh, FF underscore uh, spaceman, Dave Wright, and I'm your um, college production matters guy of this podcast. Hot off the FF Banterman Twitter was a spirited debate late last night over the trade value of one Chase Edmonds. So we present to you Chasing Chase. <laughs> All right, Chase Edmonds was a, a late fourth-round pick by Arizona in the 2018 draft, um, and that was a loaded draft, you remember? I mean, we had eight, that was like eight or nine running backs deep, and Philip Lindsay wasn't even drafted, but you had guys like Sonny Michelle in that class, Nick Chubb, um, Saquon Barkley, Ronald Jones. It was a loaded running back class, and he was drafted in the late fourth round, which is not not terrible for a uh, a four year starter at uh, Fordham. Uh, he was a true freshman. As a true freshman, he went in and dominated Fordham with over eighteen hundred yards, um, like over twenty touchdowns, I believe. And he just continued to roll for the next three years at Fordham, a small school. He. Uh, the reason why he was at Fordham, actually, Todd, was because he de- he was small coming out. Um, yes. Some of the big programs wanted him, and then but once he got he got that immediate opportunity, which was probably really good for him. And he had 294 attempts his first year, and then went down to 251, and then 257. So he saw quite the substantial workload, and he did he did a lot with that. He did 1,800 rushing yards, 1,600 rushing yards, and 1,700, almost 1,800 rushing yards in those first three years and over well over six yards per per carry and Todd you know what I'm going to say next what I like about my running backs is he also caught the ball out of the backfield he had 19 receptions as a true freshman 31 as a sophomore 25 as a junior and then it it dropped for a senior year because his senior year after having three great years Todd he had um, dealt with ankle and leg injuries Um, so he missed four games yep that's true I remember that now yeah was really played for that but I remember I was really high on him coming out, too. He was, like, in that class, he was my RB9 coming out. I actually mm-hmm. had him ahead of Naheem Hines at the time, which was which was actually even having over Kalen Balaj at that time was yeah. confrontational. But. I actually remember in his senior year, I thought about going to watch him play because he plays in the Patriot League, and uh, Holy Cross is in that, which is 20 minutes from my house. And um, I can't remember what happened. He might have been an away game or he might have been hurt or whatever. But um, I didn't go see him. But he was definitely a guy that you definitely heard some noise from in college. That's for sure. Um, but, yeah, no. So I know that you like guys that catch the ball in the backfield. And I also know that you, for athleticism sides from you, like there's certain things that you tend to focus on. For me, if you go to his player profiler, uh, he's an elite athlete so we're looking at a guy with 96 percentile agility you know and his speed was a four it was a 4.55 you know you just have for speed that's like it's right around average because he's only 25 right. pounds but the you thing say next time what's, what's that his BMI? what's his bmi <laughs> 50 percent so that's not bad for a small running back because right makes away with because he's 5'9 and 205 so that's, right, I think that's what you get for his profile. It's pretty simple. Right, and the, the the other thing I liked about Prairie Profile was I couldn't like I was trying to make the the comparison for him to a player, and it was in my head, and I was thinking about it, and I just happened to want to know what the stats were, and their comparison is Dion Lewis, which I'm like that's a pretty good comparison for him. You know, I I, I do like that comparison a lot. So, anyways, um, 
well, let's get down to it. So, besides the college production, let's just say why Chase Edmonds is such a hot name. So, he's a hot name because last week he had a monster game, given the opportunity that DJ was hurt. He went for 162 yards, uh, excuse me, 126 yards rushing on the ground, had three rushing TDs against a very bad Giants team week seven. Um, however, I think the other thing that people are like, oh, he had that one breakout game, he has scored a touchdown for three straight weeks. You know, and he has eight receptions over the last three games, which means that they are targeting him more now. So he's a guy who's definitely the two weeks before that breakout was starting to make some noise. I think you and me picked him up in different leagues. In fact, you picked him in a league that we're in together. And I couldn't believe I didn't put in a bid. He was one of our highlights to start the season. We were talking yeah. about him. We were. He was. On, I mean, he was a popular um, pick for a lot of people, but yeah, I feel like we go way back. I mean, I dropped him in all the early fourth round of all my rookie drafts that year. Yep. I was all about the Chase Edmonds lifestyle. So yeah, I liked it too. And um, yeah, so for me, um, another big pro with him is actually, and I'll eat a little crow here, is the scheme. All right, um, I was not a Kingsbury believer, and I don't want to say it was because I didn't think he was going to be a good offensive coach. It was more about him as a head coach and like what he had to work with, you know. So the scheme has really come together. So why are we getting really high in the 17th best offense in the NFL right now? Because they were dead last in everything last year. And now you're looking at it's still a weak line. They still don't have a crazy outside threat. So what is he really highlighted? The run. Kingsbury is pushing the running game. And like Steve Ruiz wrote a great article breaking this down on uh, USA Today. I would recommend looking it up. It was It's, it's written for this week. Um, that rushing offense is very, very efficient this year. So, And the talent around him is there for the long term for Dynasty 2. When you got DJ, Kyler, and Kirk, and a bunch of other wide receivers that... That's an offense that really their only priority left to do is improve that offensive line, you know? And then here's the other thing, too, I want people to remember about fantasy football. Teams want a running back by committee. They don't want a workhorse. They don't because you're good. Well, depending on the team, most teams don't. I think every NFL team wants a running back by committee, and it makes for one common sense piece. You don't want to wear down one guy. You know, so to me, like, I understand, like, Zeke's a little bit of a different story. I do think you're going to see Tony Pollard get more involved next year because of the wear and tear of a star player. You know what I mean? So to me, it's like you want to have a guy that can obviously relieve DJ who's already had injury history, you know? And the other thing about it, too, is it's an offense that I think that can support two running backs, kind of like what the Saints did with Ingram and Kamara, you know? And DJ's looked phenomenal as a receiver this year. So you could easily play them both on the field, too. So I, I think there's a lot of pros here. The only con for me with when it comes to Chase Edmonds is is that DJ's there. And DJ's always been like that workhorse stud kind of a guy. But I think when you're looking at an offensive scheme and preserving your best players, you want guys that can go in and spell guys. So I, I'm really, really high on Chase Edmonds. I'm really, really high on his role projected past this year. I know he was given an opportunity because of injury, but I do think that in the scheme of what this offense is, Chase Spencer's will find op- will find plenty of opportunities in 2020. So, 
I, Todd, I, you will never, I, this is the only negative thing I'm going to say about Chase Edmonds is that I, you know, I love, I just love that. I'm going to start crying here, my boy. Chase Edmonds, he's all good. I, 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 I will admit that, like, I've liked Chase, Chase Edmonds for a long time, but you've loved Chase Edmonds yeah. for a long time. So, I, I mean, yeah, I, it was, it's really awesome to see when he actually gets some opportunity, a guy to do what he is doing with it. I just need to put the brakes on him a little bit. Well, for two reasons, Todd. Do you know who his last three opponents have been? Oh, absolute cupcakes. Cincinnati, Atlanta, and New York Giants. So 100%. That, so you got to be careful because, yeah, so that Cincinnati offense has looked amazing against those guys. Their next five or six games, they don't have any cupcakes. They're going to get New Orleans this week, San Francisco. Um, so they're, they're going to have – they're going to have a little bit tougher time. They're not going to get those gaping holes like they did in New York. Um, so that being said, we both know what the big, what you said, the other drawback to Chase Edmonds is, is that David Johnson's there, and David Johnson isn't just there, um, you know, as the guy who just takes all the carries. David Johnson actually excels more receiving the ball, and that's what you like your secondary backs to do. You won't like them right. more of those receiving have that chance for that receiving upside and then once if the guy goes down in front of him then they get the boat but that you know that and the thing is not he's just there he just signed a 30 million has 30 million guaranteed he just signed that last year so that to me yeah they're saying all the right things that they're going to get chase Edmonds more involved and i actually think it makes sense for arizona to put more running opportunities for chase Evans because he looks like he's a little bit better between the tackles at this point Curtis David Johnson with his injuries, he just doesn't look like he's cutting as well. But David Johnson's still excelling in the receiving opportunities. So, you know, you like to think for op- rational coaching that things are going to get better. But why don't we get down to the meat and potatoes of this time? We've talked about how we like Chase Edmonds. What kind of value? It's a big deal for redraft for dynasty. What? How do we going approaching David jo- or not David, Chase Edmonds going forward? All right. So for me, I kind of was trying to look at it from two different ways. Every time you talk about a guy's trade value, everyone tends to focus on picks, right? So for me, like, I'm not saying that's not realistic, but I also want to look at players too. But the first thing for me would be like, let's think about what he's worth for picks. So here's what I broke it down to is worth, want, steal, right? Yeah. What is he worth right now? He's worth a late first in my mind, all right? And I'm talking like, you know, Late as in, like, last couple of picks. You know what I mean? So if you're also having a pick that's the last couple of picks, you're going for it, and you want Chase Edmonds right now, and there is something that's um, all-inspiring about what he could be next year as well. So the other thing, too, about the late first to me is, is, like, is he, if I'm really focusing on a back, like, I'm looking at, like, Cam Aker, like Cam Akers there. You know what I mean? So people want to give up yeah. Cam Akers for Chase Edmonds. They want to give up J.K. Dobbins. I okay. So J.K. Dobbins and uh, J.K. Dobbins is a little bit different from Cam Akers. I I'm fine with doing that with Chase because I also think you, you're looking about the risk tolerance there, which is what Peter Howard has mentioned on Twitter, and I love that term, the risk tolerance. Is that you're looking at a guy that's proven it already against offensive, uh, already against like de- NFL defenses. He's his landing. Is Cincinnati considered not, uh, a NFL off our defense? I would say so. They're, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. So um, my other thing, too, is that, um, you know, 
he's in a phenomenal landing spot for scheme. You know, like he's going to get opportunities to touch the ball, and it's it's an it's a team that's literally built offensively for weapons phenomenally. It's just the line that's the big question right now, and just giving guys time to develop. So he's still young with that. But the thing is, is like like. We don't know what Cam Akers can do in the NFL. We don't know who he's who's going to draft him. Landing spot we don't know the landing spot. You have certainty what Chase Edmonds is going to, what his role and where his position is next year and in that team. So I think when you come to certainty, Chase Edmonds, Cam Akers, that's a total fine. Like if you are high on Cam Akers, or Cam Akers like the other thing that makes me hesitant about a late first is more like not a running back because that's where I see maybe Harry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs kind of landing at times like that's a guy that I'm really high on so yeah it makes me hesitant but if you're moving a late first you're probably contending Mm -hmm. like there's no need to think about next year you're gonna get a guy for this year that's producing that's showing the opportunity and the trust to continue to produce and he has value for next year make that move now and also applaud that other owner for making you force your hand on that. You know what I mean? So I would say what I'd want to give up is like an early, like higher mid second if I can. And I'm getting an absolute steal with a late second for Chase Edmonds. So that's how I think about it in picks. So. So, all right. So, so, and the reason, so we're going to differ on this. I don't think he's worth a late. I mean, I want a late force for him. Because yep. I think just the value on my team is, I one I would be heartbroken to trade away one of my guys and see him go off somewhere else, and I'm sitting there with the, oh look at my my pretty little late round first pick next year. Um, but so would I rather have? All right, here's a question, Doug. Miles Sanders or Chase Edmonds going forward? Because I think Miles my, Sanders, my, Miles Sanders. Yeah, and Miles Sanders, I feel like I can get Miles Sanders plus for a late first at this point, the way he's been performing. Aaron Jones or Chase Edmonds? I can get Aaron Jones for late first. I feel like James. You can Conner. get you can get more for Aaron Jones than a late first. Okay, so and I just like James. I just go down the list and it just comes to what about Philip Lindsay? I can get Philip Lindsay for late first at this point. Chris Carson. I probably if you if you want to ask me if I rather have Chase Edmonds or Philip Lindsay, I call that possibly a push to be honest. Because you also got to think about Royce Freeman pushing himself into that situation and making that more of a split. I'm just the idea. And also, I, I'm also talking about you're also talking about the differences in offenses there too. Like I'm much higher on the Arizona offense going beyond this year than I am the Denver offense. So I mean, those are the other things you got to consider too. It's like to me, it's not about like that name and that production. It's about like I'm looking past this year too with that and like what like what is that team building? And I I'm really high on what Arizona is building this year. And like if you wanted the other thing too is like I flip flopped. Like I was not high on it at all in the beginning of the year. I'm super impressed they're in the middle of the pack with that offense with that offensive line that they have. You know. So yes. My last question too about this is is just when you say if you're a contender when I'm a contender and I do not know what's going on with David Johnson. If David John I mean I Chase Evans is going to get that probably 10 touch roll if david johnson's back wouldn't you say no i actually think what you're gonna see is i think More you're gonna see 10 touches wow. yeah i do i think what you're gonna see is you're gonna see a little bit more of an even split but i also think you're gonna see david johnson being his air yards i think are gonna go up in this situation you know what i mean and what i think about when you're like he's just been so impressive with catching the ball that like if you're trying to put they're in a playoff hunt to a certain degree right now you know what i mean three and one 
Yeah, I mean that doesn't mean they're out of it. You know what I mean? Put plenty, plenty of like five hundred teams have made playoffs. You know, so like to me, it's you're looking at like what makes your team best, and it's playing Chase and DJ. And the other thing about DJ too is, is like if he's already been banged up and he has something that's lingering, like wouldn't you want to like see if Chase can kind of lighten the load and then let DJ explode in the playoffs. Cause that's the way that I would think about it as an NFL coach is I would try to be protecting DJ. If I could still get production out of another guy, you know, but while also giving DJ the opportunity to go in and play fresh and be able to make those big catches and those big plays. So to me, like I do think it makes more sense for an even split for being able to utilize two very talented players. So to me, it makes more sense to use Chase for DJ Walter. I've made so many mistakes requiring fantasy football players, assuming that coaches would do what I think is best. <laughs> that's fine, but the, no, but yeah. So, it's, yeah, so like so so to me, like that's why I'm saying, like from from my perspective, you have two super talented players that can both produce. You're gonna find a way to use them both. So, but anyway, so for for running backs, I actually would move for him too. I would say any of those second tier like rookies, like Singletary, Henderson, Matson, Hill, I'd move all of them. I think Barit is a good guy to kick that tires with to see if a guy's still really high on him. I think before Coleman was the was the window to sell Barita, but some people might still be there. See who who gets a pick back, who doesn't get a pick back. Um, and Dave, here are three names I would say if you about Chase Edmonds versus these guys. James White. Would you rather have Chase Edmonds or James White? James White. I would go Chase Edmonds. Um, what about Tariq Cohen or James White? I mean, excuse me, Tariq Cohen or Chase Edmonds? I, I, I thought Tariq Cohen had retired at this point based on his early season. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I think yeah, he's, he's, yeah, Cohen's still, like, pretty high on dynasty rankings. I looked on a few of them, and uh, Chase Edmonds is, like, eight to nine spots below him. I'm like, I don't agree with that. How about Damian Williams? Oh, my God, I'd take Chase Edmonds in a heartbeat at this point. I feel, oh yeah. I still think Damian Williams has the name and he's attached to that offense. I think that's a guy that you could put into a trade. You could probably put up Damian Williams and Chase Edmonds and probably get a small pick back just off the sexiness of the name and the offense he's attached to. I don't think you could get a third-round pick for him at this point. I I disagree. I still think some people just... I you know what? It depends on the owner. I do think... Here, let's just put it this way. I, I, I hate to say this. In Dynasty Leagues, there's always people that are stronger with projections of like what a guy is, and then there's guys who get stuck, and those are the guys that tend to not win as much. If you're at a guy who's stuck on Damon, Damon Williams for like, he's on the Chiefs, he still could get a play and all that, like you probably could make a move with that. It, it really just depends on whether people are holding on to Damian Williams or not. Like... Perfect example. I'm holding on to Tariq Cohen because I just can't admit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's my guy that I am super just not realistic about right now, and it kills me. And I know it. You know what I mean? So, I I do think that names still carry weight in trades depending on who you're dealing with. And, uh, and no, and and that's knowing your league. You know what I mean? For hundred percent. And I think Todd, I think we mentioned this before we started talking or recording tonight. Is that ideally? You want to try and stay unless you're trying to upgrade at running back and like you're trying to throw a piece and a draft pick like a running back and a draft pick you're not gonna it's tougher to make those straight up rb for rb trades so i agree i so agree i think why don't we start looking at we've looked at running backs maybe that where you are I, i'd say my cutoff is i take i think i would take i think breed is an interesting cutoff point and i would take i do too 
before actually before we move to wide receivers, Todd, you mentioned what about Ty Johnson? Where are you? Where's Chase Edmonds versus Ty Johnson for you at this point? Um, I for me, I would say Chase Edmonds is quite a bit above Ty Johnson in my mind because now again, I, I, I we I'm not going to repeat it. We've obviously know how much I've said I've been impressed with what Kingsbury's done with that offense. It's one of the best rushing offenses in football right now. You know, I don't really like what's going on with Detroit too, too, too much. Uh, I don't think Ty Johnson's really proven it yet. Chase has already proven it. Um, I also think that I'm actually better off with Chase's future behind DJ than I am with Ty Johnson behind Carrion Johnson. I don't like hearing Kenyon Drake's rumored for Detroit. Uh, you know, that's, 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 that's another good point. Problem. That's another good the point. I'm with Ty Johnson. And I heard, I think it was, maybe it was Matt Kelly mentioned it on one of his, pod, the Podfather mentioned on one of his podcasts this week. He said, um, the best part about Chase Edmonds versus Ty Johnson is, is that um, they ju- the Cardinals just signed like Zach Zenner and um, who, Alfred Morris. Those are, the, there's no one who's, those guys aren't threatening Chase Edmonds. Ty nope. Johnson, they can sign, they could sign your, everyone's favorite CJ Anderson off the street and right. come in and they, they could get Kenyon Drake. The, the, the irony of that again, but, and the thing is Ty Johnson, like carry on Johnson didn't do a lot behind that line. So, um, Chase Evans has shown that he's already in his limited opportunity has shown that he can do something. So Ty Johnson, like, yeah, he might get a lot of opportunity, but he has a chance to have that vultured by someone coming in and, there might not be a lot. The way that line has been playing, they might he might not actually get any uh, production. But yeah, so right. you ready to move on to wide receivers or? Yeah, let's do wide receivers. Okay, so you you mentioned right off the bat where a good, you about the most even trade you saw. What is Michael Gallup? Who are you taking? Yeah, on? so um, this was a trade that on the Twitter it was at uh, J Mickey seven zero one. He he moved Gallup straight up for Chase Edmonds. And for that trade, it's a push for me. For me, that trade breaks down to roster construction. And, like, obviously, like, weak settings and everything, too. But for me, if you're feeling the need for a running back, it's the Edmonds side. You feel the need for a wide receiver, it's the Gallup side. That is the equivalent player to Chase Edmonds for me right now. So I, that's a very even trade for me. I most like, so I really, I think that is incredibly fair value. I, I personally will take Gallup just because I'd rather have the young wide receiver the young, uh, over the running back who might not have all of the workload. Yep. Um, that's just how I go about building my right. teams. But, if, but the thing is, if I have Chase, the reason why I drafted him is for this situation, either to get trade yep. value for him or to run him and use him as one of those zero RB candidates. So exactly. Best case scenario. So people are, you know, people are talking about, oh, what's the, what's the trade value? Well, I, have, I actually should forget, like <laughs> – you were been holding Chase Edmonds for this moment to get him points on your team because you thought right. that happened. So you've got to, if you're trading him, you want to get that kind of return of a player that you like, like a yeah, like a Michael Gallup. Um, I've seen places. I've seen Tyler Boyd go for uh, Chase Edmonds, which I thought that's interesting. Because, um, and what are, so what? Are, any other uh, wide receivers that really jump off the page that you think are straight up fair trades done? Um. I mean, I actually kind of figured you were going to throw some names out to me there, Dave, because okay, I, 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 I know. See, because, like, I kind of focused on, like, going from, like, in the same position piece, and I know that you're kind of a guy that are, like, trying to upgrade a running back by moving a running back is more difficult, which is yeah, 100% right. true. Curtis Samuel or uh, Chase Evans? I, uh, that's a tough one. Um, would, you be, would you be upset if you saw that in your league? you think that'd be a pretty fair trade? Oh, I mean, absolutely a fair trade. I probably would still t- stick on to Samuel a little bit. Um, 
I'd probably still side with Samuels over Edmonds, but if somebody took Edmonds over Samuels, it would not upset me at all. Okay. Um, say if you are, and then I'd say another two players are going to come up: Nicole Hardman, Deontay Johnson. Which? What about? What, who are you taking there? I, I'm taking Edmonds over both of them. I mean, um, I think with Hardman, you're looking at a guy that you, you know. I, I'm trying to think of the comparison. He's like the poor man's Will Fuller. Who, like, I worry about him durability-wise. I Consistency-wise, he's going to drive you nuts when you're going to play him. Also, in that offense, it's like, you still have, like, Hill and Kelsey right there. And then, you know, Watkins probably walk. If they bring in a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield, that's another thing against Hartman. It, like, the best thing Hartman could do is be the third option on that offense. You know what I mean? Yep. So, i rather take Chase Edmonds. The other thing, too, about running backs versus wide receivers is, is that... If there's a clear path of wide receiver having like a wide two piece, that that's where it starts getting interesting. If it's not, I'm gonna take the running back that's in a more volatile position, anyways. You know what I mean? So that's that to me is close. And with Deontay Johnson, I mean, talent wise, I'd rather have Deontay Johnson, but that team is a mess, man. You know what I mean? Like like I don't know what's gonna happen with them like down the road with QBs and everything. Um, I mean, I think Jake Frome is a great landing spot for that team right now, but um. You know, I it's just like I the Sewers offense is just not something that I'm looking to buy into. And they don't have a first round pick anyway because they trade for right, so like, right, get to right. It. It's just so 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 for me, like I don't really want to be like I moved Deontay Johnson in, in our in our dynasty week, which I love him, but like I just hate that situation in Pittsburgh right now. So um, I would chase Edmonds all the way. And in fact, if somebody offered me Deontay Johnson and I had Chase Edmonds straight up. I would probably be like, I want a second back too, yeah. and and if they and if they, well, the thing too is like, if they say no and they offer me like an early third, I would think about it, but I probably would still reject it because I I'm just really low on that offense. And that, for Hartman, Hartman, I'd probably want a third back too. Okay, all right, Nikhil Harry. I would st- I would take Chase Edmonds. See, that's where we're going to really disagree on. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, let me me put it this way. I would take Chase Edmonds and some pecs back because I think that that's fair value. My whole thing with Harry is, is like, I love Harry as a player. It's, to me, it's the changing of the guard that worries me in, in New England, as a New England fan. You know what I mean? So, like, you know. Everyone's been freaking out the fact that Brady sold his house and broke a line. I'm like, whatever. I'm not really buying into this. Like, who cares? Exactly. But at the same time, it's like the one thing that doesn't change is the fact that Brady's old. He's 42. You know what I mean? And, um, like, I do I think Stidham could come in and be productive? Yes, I do. But at the same time, it's still a giant question mark. So, for me, like, again, that breaks down to, like, Arizona's in a position where they're, like, vastly improving with a – cutting edge kind of offensive mind and bill belichick's still the greatest coach in the history of the game and you still have brady who's a very productive player to me the future is more difficult to predict for new england's offense than it is for arizona's offense so for me that's why when i'm looking at this long term and the other thing too is if you're thinking about this year as also as pats fans i'm hoping harry comes in and plays plays a big role i know edmonds is probably going to have a big role for the rest of the year so So, do you have any? I know you said you had, we had in the thread you had there was a couple yep. other trades you want to mention. Yeah. So, um, 
I just want to thank everybody for getting really involved with this. I had a lot of fun talking about this. I want to just send a quick shout out to uh, Peter Howard and Josh Crocker, who are two significantly higher fantasy minds than myself, and they got really involved with this chapter and made it a lot of fun. They're um, awesome. They're great people. They're great, great, great people, great minds, great way of looking at things. And they're also, like, very approachable in these discussions, which is for, which I appreciate. All right, so... I'm going to throw out a few trades that some people uh, replied with. So, at FFB Burner, underscore Burner. So, uh, he got Chase, and he moved Ty Johnson in a mid-second. I think that's an incredibly fair trade for both sides, but I'm going Chase 100% on that side. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, if I'm rebuilt, like, even if I'm re- even if I'm rebuilding or I'm contending, I'm taking Chase Edmonds on both of those. All day. So, yeah, I mean, Ty's got, obviously, a nice lane to carries right now. I like Chase more in the future. And that mid-20, that mid whoever is getting Ty Johnson at that mid-20, that's that's what evens it out for me. So, that's 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 a solid vet trade. All right. Henderson and a 2021st. Darrell Henderson? Darrell Henderson. Okay. And this is at, at Strom Dome. All right. This is at Strom Drums Trade. So... So you got Henderson in a 2021st, and you get back Edmonds, Golden Tate, and a 2021st second. Um, So Henderson in a first for this coming draft, that's some, if you're rebuilding, that's a nice haul for sure. But I'm still going to go with the Edmonds Tate in the 2020-21st second rounder. And um, I I really like Edmonds over Henderson is where it breaks down. If I'm contending, hundred percent, Todd. Because if, yep. even if Gurley goes down in that backfield, yep. as much as we liked people like Henderson coming out, he's still got to contend with Malcolm Brown. Right. Um, Chase Edmonds, he's got that. So I'm ta- I think Chase Edmonds is an upgrade over Henderson overall. Absolutely. And then you, so then it breaks down to twenty to Tate in a twenty twenty first second for twenty twenty first. So I think whoever gets the 2021st is getting a better part of that deal. But Tate is still a very usable flex options, and you still get a solid pick in the in a good draft for with the second round pick for the for in 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm gonna take the Hall with Edmonds over that. But that's still a, a, that's I mean either side in that can be happy with those moves. I enjoy trades like this because they're interesting to think about how did they approach that trade, and I think. Both sides can be happy with what they came away with. Yeah, if Strom Dome is like contending right now, and he got Edmonds and Tate, that that's a hell of a move, and it's going to help him next year as well. So, um, okay, so I'm going to save that one for the last. All right, so all right, here here's a name for you, Balage, in a 2022nd for Edmonds, and that Sorry, was I just vomited on my keyboard yeah, here. Ugh. That was at Liquid Snake. So L I Q D S N K, um, congratulations on getting something from Balage. So there's some Balage truthers out there still, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how. Yep. So. so I'm I'm totally fine with that move. If that helps you move a second to get Edmonds, I think that's great. That that's a good move. If you're getting anything, um, even a ham sandwich for Balage at this point. So oof. what kind of mustard? I don't, you know, I'll, I'll take a point. I'll take it dry. That's how how much I hate freaking. Ugh, <laughs> that's just, that's disgusting. <laughs> All right, so at Dak picks, I love that handle by the way. At Dak picks, um, it was Debo Samuel's and Chase Edmonds for Nikhil Harry. 
So this is actually one of those. This is a, a trade that I I am such a. This is like a worst case scenario for me because I love Edmonds and Harry. I'm still taking Harry just because he was my 101 at this draft pick. So I'm still taking my 101 over Samuel and Edmonds, and that's probably I'm probably in the minority there. Yeah, I I mean I I don't I don't blame you for that take and like I'm I'm also feeling I'm a little lower on Harry than most right now, but it's not because like I don't think that he's a great player. It's just the whole changing of the guard, like I already said. I would take Debo and Chase over Harry, and the reason is is that I look at those two offenses. It's the two offenses I want to be buying into for the future, you know. And Debo, and I, let's put it this way: there's there's a world that exists that Debo Samuel's is a better player than Nikhil Harry. That that, that reality exists. Yeah, you know when you're t- dropping on acid, that kind of reality. Um, I absolutely believe it exists. <laughs> okay, no, I, I think that no, of course neither guy Do has I, anything yet. If you ask me who I think is a better player in a vacuum, I'll say Nikhil Harry. But I'm also not going to say to somebody you're an idiot for saying Debo. Debo Samuel is better. I disagree. I, there is a reality that exists where that happens. I, I don't want to be in that reality. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, this is the last one. I saved the big one. All right? Okay. So, this is at Renshaw Fantasy. All right? And this one involves trading Zeke, one of the oh, untouchables. Okay. Zeke got moved. And the haul was Carson Wentz. Chase Edmonds and a 2020 first round pick. And this is a 14 team super flex league, which is a huge part in considering oh, this yeah. deal. Oh, yeah. So, spots are more of a premium. In my so, opinion. what would you rather have, Dave? Zeke or Wentz, Edmonds, and a 2020 first? This is strictly team. If I am if I am contending, I'm taking this. Is, sounds like I'm on repeat. If I'm contending, I'm taking Zeke. Any other situation where I do not feel like I'm a top three player three or four team, team in that league, I do not want Zeke on my team in Dynasty. One mess up, Todd, and he's done for a season. One mm-hmm. blunt, he's out for a season. So I people forget that about because Zeke's been, you know, they forgot about this during his holdout, or maybe they just haven't mentioned it in a while. But Zeke is, I mean, he's got that big contract now, but if Zeke messes up and you're missing him for 10, then your season's over with. Your, you know, your season in Dynasty is over with. So I'd, I'd, I'd probably... Overall, I'm taking Zeke, but I like those pieces. I That's the kind of – actually, I'd probably like to get more for Zeke, but I would be okay with that return. So I asked Renshaw a key question in this. He didn't get back to me, which is totally cool. I'm not hurt, Renshaw. I think I saw him say he's a one QB league. I just thought I'm so, so – Oh, that's breaking news then. But anyway. What, uh, whatever. No, it's a super flex week, he told me. Anyways, besides that, um, I want to know who his QBs are. That, that that that's the big determinant for me too um i would probably side with the zeke side if i'm on the top half of the week then the bottom half and i'm looking to rebuild i know this person wants zeke for me so i would say that this is the time to counter and see if you can kind of sweeten this deal a little bit because i do think that this is something that you could work out and get some more pieces to in a reasonable fashion but i do think it's a reasonable haul to get you know, a great young quarterback, Edmonds, who I think when you look at Edmonds and Zeke, when you're talking about as a running backs, that's that's a significant drop. But that 2021st, that that also determines like 
what is this person doing? Like, is that a late 2021st? So, like, to me... I assume it's going to be more... It's going to move towards being the back because if right. the team's going to get Zeke, they're going to be contending more. Right. And so, to me, it's kind of like... You're looking at kind of like the big piece, and that is Wentz versus Zeke. You know what I mean? And, like, some good supporting pieces. So, I would say this trade is close. I would try to rework it. So, I'm still on the Zeke side, but I would still try to do some counters in that piece and try to work it out. So... And the other thing with Zeke is, too, is that, like, he's one of the very last of its kind in workhorses, too. And I do agree with you. There's always that injury risk and stuff, too. But if you're rebuilding, getting that haul is totally fine. But I'm still on the Zeke side. I like to build my my Super Bowl X teams, especially when you're getting 14 teams. I love the idea of building through my quarterbacks. And Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, I'd rather – actually, from a team – I'm not even sure if I'm – I mean, unless I'm, like, truly competing. Yeah. Then, yeah, like I said earlier. But now that I think about – even like after right. hearing you talk through it, I like to build through my QBs, so yep. I'd, I'd, that's a great to have as a QB there. What actually would be a good counter in this is if you took a wide receiver that you're high on from the other team and then had a guy that might be, I don't know, like eight to nine ranking spots lower and see if you can get that swap in there too so you can get a little bit of a wide upgrade too. So that has that name recognition. So you yeah. forget name recognition yep. matters. So, yeah, well, that's why I called him one of the untouchables. There's, yeah. there's always been well, four now five running backs in that in that regard as far as I'm concerned. So that's why I'm saying to myself like you can definitely rework that because if people want Zeke, like they're like they're like refreshing to see how you're feeling about if you're gonna give him Zeke or not. So yeah. So anyways, um, I had a lot of fun with this Twitter, um, with the, with this Twitter poll. So Dave wanted to make sure that we got on the got on the camera. I mean, got on the camera, got on the cast, and uh, sounded off. So, um, could I yeah. Actually, could we just wrap up our thoughts? Like, could you yeah. get a quick summation of what how you're approaching Chase Evans at this point? I would probably be – so if, if I'm somebody who has, like, a map reader type, I'd be trying to move him. Um, I would probably have a discussion with that manager to see, judging out who or what's getting a pick back and forth. But I'm looking to move an early second for Chase right now, and if somebody really pushes me on a late first and I'm contending – I'm going for Chase Edmonds, and I'm all about him this year and in the future in a secure role and a budding offense. Yeah. Chase Edmonds, Todd, is hot right now. He's like the 13th most searched player on Player Profiler. He's like up on the top of the boards at Roto World for player blurbs people are searching for. He's hot right now. So that's why it's been fun to talk about this. My view is, is that the way I build my teams, and I actually just – is that I like to cash out on running backs like this who – haven't taken over the majority of the role yet. I agree that you that um, Chase Edmonds is going to get more of a role. I where we disagree is I don't I don't think that Chase is going to get quite the role that I want for where his value is right now. So I'm moving Chase Edmonds just because of David Johnson. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to sit here and criticize people who who are doing your mentality or the way you're doing it. Just the way I build my teams. I'm cash. I just cashed out Chase Edmonds for try, with pieces trying to get. AJ Brown. I gave up too much for AJ Brown, but I'd rather build my teams that for AJ Brown than compared to Chase Edmonds. So, like going forward, I think, and then just to conclude, so I'm I, he's definitely worth a late first. I'm not trading for anything besides that, or for a budding wide receiver. That's it, or else he's on my team because I love Chase Edmonds. All right, man. So I had a lot of fun uh, jumping on the cast on a Sunday morning. Now I got to go sweat over my lineups right now. Um, so yeah. So Dave, why don't you tell the people where to find us? All right, you can find us at A Tale of Two Rivals on Twitter, and you can always email us. We've gotten a couple emails, a couple rating reviews on the iTunes, which we've uh, appreciated. We're thinking about doing a trade calculator podcast 
are soon. So we've got a couple emails about that. So we want to get into that. And we're excited, Todd. Where can they find you? Uh, I am at FF underscore Banterman on the Twitter machine. So uh, hit me up. Um, I really enjoy talking with everybody today. Even that Atlanta fan that was really digging into Peter. I enjoyed you too. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah. So anyways, yep. We'll catch you guys uh, next week with uh, a regular scheduled cast. And um, we'll catch you on the flip side, everybody.